Welcome back to the Birdie and the Bees podcast. I'm your host, Alex, aka Birdie, and today we're getting deep. Last week I said I was going to talk about sex, but I was called to talk about something else. I decided to talk about three topics that kind of all connect at a point. So today we're talking about relationships, breakups, along with spirituality, as well as some mindfulness. For most of you, you might not know this, but when I was in college, I went through a very significant relationship that led to a very significant breakup. And I learned that the breakup is just as important as a relationship as far as my self-growth. So it was very important for me to talk about that relationship as well as my breakup and how both of those things brought me to be a more spiritual person, allowed me to connect with myself and connect with the higher power, and also allowed me to become more self-aware, to be mindful of me and my surroundings. I'm super excited for you guys to listen. Sit down, get comfy, get a snack, and let's get right into the episode. It's time I'm a little bit more honest here on this podcast. I have been forcing this to be rather than letting it flow. I truly believe that there is a right timing for everything. I do believe that this podcast was started in the right timing. I believe that from the bottom of my heart that when I started this, this was the time for me to start it. It's so crazy though because a year ago, one of the biggest things that was pushing me back from actually starting was feeling like I didn't have the time to start. At that time, I was studying for certifications and I had two jobs, so my life was pretty busy. But fast forward to my current situation where I'm now working three jobs and barely have any days off. I even work on the weekends. So my life is three times busier than it was last year. And yet I had the audacity to start a podcast in the middle of that. Because I truly felt that it was the right timing. And I still stick with that. However, I wasn't fully in the right mindset when I was starting. When I was starting, I was thinking so technical. So things were coming out so forceful rather than me just flowing and speaking from my heart. So let's start with... A very significant relationship to me. I've talked a little bit about this in past episodes that when I was in college, I was going through a toxic relationship. But that relationship wasn't always toxic. That was the most significant relationship that I've had in my life thus far. I am so thankful that I experienced it, despite the fact that there were toxic moments. But I'm also so grateful for the breakup because I got to learn that breakups are just as important as the relationships themselves as far as our self-growth. That relationship kind of started out of a surprise. I had met this person through Muay Thai. It was... If you guys don't know me, I was on the Muay Thai team in college. It was a club sport, and I was the only girl on the team. I was also vice president, which is dope. If you don't know what Muay Thai is, it's very similar to kickboxing. 
it's like boxing, except there's kicking in it as well. And it was super awesome sport, and I loved it. So I met this guy through the sport, and we ended up becoming pretty good friends. We realized that we lived in the same apartment complex, so he would give me rides to and from practice, and after practice, we would hang out. And we were generally just friends of the opposite sex. There was never really much into it. Other than that, like we were just friends hanging out and we had a good time together. But I slowly developed a little bit of a crush on him and everyone knew it, whether I said it or not, it was obvious. But he was actually talking to a girl at the time, so I had to come to terms that there was nothing ever going to happen out of that and we're just bros being bros. Then I go home for winter break and I come back and find out that he's no longer talking to this girl because she had to transfer schools and they just kind of ended it from there. I think it was a week or two into coming back after winter break and he asked me to come and hang out. He wanted to show me a new song that he made. This is nothing new. This is normal. I'm thinking, all right, at this point we're just bros. There's no point of liking him, whatever. So I come over and then he, we're talking and all is fine. Like we're chilling like we normally do. And then he goes to like lean in, like he's going to kiss me. And I pull back because I'm like, did I read that wrong? Like why, why would he try to kiss me? We're just bros, whatever. And then he tries again. And so we ended up kissing. I was like, oh, okay. I did read that right, actually. And then... From there, it just slowly formed into us falling in love. It was very unexpected. It just kind of happened because he just started to like me and I definitely still had feelings for him. And we slowly just fell in love. At the very beginning of our relationship, I told him one day, I said, Tomorrow, we're going to wake up at 4 a.m. before the sun rises, drive up to the mountains, which was like a 20-minute drive from our campus, and hike to the top to see the sunrise. He picks me up. We drive there. We park at the bottom of the mountain, and we get ready to head out for a hike. And he has this to-go coffee mug in his hand and he says I made this special tea for us to drink and I'm thinking in my head like okay tea that's nice it's gonna keep us warm and he says before you drink this tea I want you to set your intentions and then he kind of goes further into it and explains to me in this tea there's shrooms I've never taken shrooms before, but I didn't question it all. I was like, okay, let's do that. So we drank this tea and we start walking. What's cool about shrooms or other psychedelics is that they actually make you more self-aware. They raise your consciousness. Anyways, we're hiking up the mountain and it starts to kick in. 
And at this point, it was middle of the winter. It was one of the coldest days that winter. So there's snow on the ground. We're freezing cold. We're in very many, many layers. And we're walking. And as you're walking up this trail, the crunch of the snow was so elevated on shrooms than it was sober. I mean, it was insane. That sound just like warmed my soul. It was such a beautiful sound. And then the other coolest thing was that, if you don't know this, everything is in constant motion because everything around us is made out of atoms. We don't see the motion because they're very, very tiny atoms and there's so many of them and they're all really close together. So most things appear still, like the trees, the sky, the ground, whatever. But when you're on shrooms and you're becoming more conscious, you see that movement and it comes in waves. And it's not like trippy, giving you a headache kind of waves. They're very soothing, beautiful waves and you just see the world around you in motion rather than the stillness that we're so used to. I had the biggest smile on my face because I felt so grounded and at peace. So we're walking and we're walking, we're walking, and we get to the top. And he has us take the blankets and pillows out and set them down and plans for us to both meditate. Now, I've never meditated before. I've never sat down, like formally meditated, like sat down, crossed my legs, closed my eyes, and just be. We both sit down, cross our legs, close our eyes. It's absolute silence. And we're just there in the moment for a while. I felt so connected. I felt like we had became one person grounded on this earth. It felt like if there was like a zombie apocalypse happened and we were the last two people on the earth because we were the only two psychopaths to wake up before the sunrise on the coldest day of winter to climb up a mountain. But it was amazing. And it really, it felt like we were the last two people on earth and it was so incredible. But we both started opening our eyes at the same time. And as we're opening our eyes, the sun is coming up and the birds start waking up and they're chirping and singing. The first thing I say to him, do you think the birds are mad that we got the worm first? And that is where I got the name Birdie. <laughs> so if you guys have ever been wondering where the heck does Birdie come from, that is how I got the name ever since that happened. He started calling me Birdie and we started finding connections where we truly believe that birds are my spirit animal. For example, any time in our relationship where we had like a very serious talk, we'd like to do our talks outside just because it felt more natural and more grounding. And there would just be these hundreds of birds in a tree having like a meeting, just like we're having a meeting almost. And they're just chirping like crazy. And this would happen every time. So we're like, yeah, there's something with me with birds. And I've had, I've received a lot of messages through birds, through ravens, through blue jays, through cardinals. And there are a lot of spiritual birds. So it's, it's normal to receive messages like this, but it's definitely a strong connection. So I've kept the name, 
even though I'm no longer in that relationship and I've moved forward, that name truly shaped me. So I thought it only made sense because it was so significant to me to keep that name forward. And that's where Birdie came about. That was the beginning of a relationship and it was great. And we had in the beginning, one of the best relationships I've ever been in. It was the strongest form of communication and the strongest connection I've ever had. We truly were at one point two individuals that had come together as one. But unfortunately our connection started to break because we were both starting to reach really bad points in our lives. Like I said, I was going through eating disorders and my mental health started to become very poorly and he was going through some stuff personally as well and so his mental health was not okay either and that just led to some toxic things. It was hard because we were recognizing that things were becoming not okay. We were recognizing that we both needed to stand on our own and help ourselves or get some help and work on ourselves but we were also very much in love and so accepting that was really hard and then come a year later it was probably almost an exact year later since the first time i took shrooms we decided to do it again now this wasn't the second time but this was just we decided to do it again because we needed we both needed guidance and so this time we took them we set our intentions and we both lay down to meditate and we both visualized the same exact thing, which was this person breaking into two and going their own ways. And that was when we received the message from the universe saying that we need to go on our own ways. We kind of only already knew that and we were already receiving a lot of messages, but that was just the final message of like, okay, it's time. So we decided that we, on graduation day, will go on our own ways. And that's what we did. So graduation day was our last day spent together. And then we said our goodbyes. And that was that. Coming home, I'm still in love with this person. But I have to break away. For a while, we stayed in touch. We would call and send letters. But then I kind of decided to just stop contacting for a little bit. Because I needed some time away in order for me to heal and to move forward and it took me nine months to move forward from that relationship and truly heal from the breakup before i get into a little bit of my experience of the breakup process i want to quickly talk about how the breakup process that individuals go through is the same process that individuals go through when they're experiencing grief of losing someone the seven stages of grief are shock denial anger bargaining, depression, testing, and acceptance. When I was going through the breakup initially, I thought that it was going to be so linear. I thought I was going to go through each stage, and then eventually I'd just move on, and all would be well. So I kept telling myself, time will tell, time will tell. And then I realized it doesn't work like that. You have to actually put in work when you're healing. You can't just let the universe do it for you. Because I, what I was seeing is that I was bouncing back from stages, which is totally normal. You can go through denial and then move on up to 
the testing stage and then go all the way back to the denial stage again. Because any type of process that we go through will never be linear. It's always going to be peaks and valleys. But the biggest thing that I had to realize is that I also had to start putting in the work to heal and to move forward and to let go. So when I finally did that, I was finally starting to see progress and finally reached a point where I wasn't crying every day. I wasn't thinking about him every day. I wasn't thinking about what if. I also wasn't thinking about future potential. And memories that would come up didn't make me sad. Songs that were played no longer made me sad. I could listen to a song and not have a mental breakdown. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm actually starting to heal because now I'm putting in the work. Breakups are not easy, and they definitely come in all different forms. This one was very significant to me because it, it just brought so much growth. That's why I truly believe that our relationships are just as important as our breakups. I want to move into why I want to talk a little bit about my spirituality. Going back to that time in the mountains was... One of my very first strong connections with spirituality. Growing up, I was raised Catholic. So for most of my life, I was religious, as I would say. Now, I wasn't strictly raised Catholic. My dad was atheist and my mom was Catholic. So it was really just my mom teaching us. And it wasn't super strict. It wasn't like we have to go to church every Sunday and... We had to read the Bible or anything like that. I mean, I went to CCD a little bit, and I went to church on holidays, and we were encouraged to pray, and we were encouraged to have faith and have a relationship with God. It was nothing, you know, too serious, but it did it did help me in many ways. Now, in college, before this relationship had happened, I went through a really tough time. A lot had happened to me, and I started to lose that faith that I had growing up until I started realizing that things happen for a reason, and I started waking up. Within that, I refound my relationship with God, but it was very strong this time. It became very, very religious, where I went to church every Sunday, I was reading the Bible, I was praying every night, I was just fully engulfed in my relationship with God and strengthened my relationship with God. And at the time, it was taking away from a lot. Like, I was very serious about it. I was really so caught up in this thing that wasn't actually meant for me. So when I came home from college and took time to heal, I started really thinking about where I stand with my relationship with God. And I started realizing that going to church the Bible, all of that didn't sit well for me. And just a little disclaimer, I have no judgments and nothing against people that go to church and read the Bible. If that's what's for you, that's what's for you. But for me, it's not what worked for me. So I started kind of thinking, well, I still believe in a higher power. I still believe in God and I still want to have faith. And that's when I recognized the difference between spirituality and 
religion. To me, I believe that religion is about following a set of rules that have been created by human beings. So in the Catholic religion, that is following what the Bible and the church says. And for me, being spiritual is connecting with your soul and a higher power and listening to your intuition and believing whatever feels right in your heart, in your gut. So that's when I kind of took on that I believe I'm more spiritual than I am religious. I still connect with my religion in certain ways. I still celebrate the holidays. I still believe in certain things and have a relationship with God, but I have a the best relationship with God that I've ever had in my life because I've connected more with my spirituality and found that that truly works for me. I started to grow my spirituality when I was in that relationship, but I was also growing my religious side as well. And they just kind of weren't going hand in hand for me, at least. I had an understanding of what it meant to be spiritual, what it meant to connect with my soul, what it meant to connect with a higher self or a higher power. And that's what I've been doing is just truly growing my relationship with God. I still pray and I, I not only talk to God, I talk to the universe and I talk to my spirit guides. And within that, I have become more psychic. And I'll talk about this too often because it's something I'm still learning about myself. A year ago from now, I was told by a psychic that I am psychic. It wasn't completely new news for me. It was more of a confirmation. Since I was little, I had very, very lucid dreams and a lot of experiences of deja vu. I also would dream other people's dreams instead of my own. All those things that were happening to me would always question, maybe I have psychic abilities. But as a young kid, I'm like, I feel like every kid probably thinks that I'm this probably happens to everyone. This is probably how everyone dreams. People have deja vu all the time. And as I continue to get older, these things continue to occur and I still questioned it and denied it. And then as I connected stronger and stronger with my spirituality, I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm right. Maybe I really am. So then I see this psychic. It was either the first or second card she pulled. It was this beautiful card, this beautiful woman with this crown and she looks at me and says, you could do my job. And I'm like, what is she, what, what does that mean? And she goes, you're psychic. You have psychic abilities. You have a very strong intuition. You need to connect with that. And as I'm listening more and more during this reading, I went in there for guidance. I came out with confirmation. Everything she had said was things that I already had in my head that I had predicted for myself. So that is another thing that has really grown my spirituality side. What's really cool is I'm able to read people's auras. And like I said, I'm still learning and understanding how to fully tap into this. It can be overwhelming because being able to read people's auras means that I can feel others' energy. So I can feel people's energy around me. I can feel people's energy that are being carried by other people. I can feel energy of those who have passed. 
And then, of course, I can feel my own energy. It's funny because you do not want to play hide and go seek with me because I will feel your energy and find you right away. As a nanny playing hide and go seek with the eight-year-old that I take care of, I have to kind of <laughs> act like I have no idea where he is when I actually do because I can feel it. My energy just gets drawn to where his energy is. Having this gift has allowed me to grow stronger and stronger with my relationship with God, with my relationship with my own soul, and with my relationship with others to be able to connect with them and to be able to feel for them and understand what they may be going through and understand what you know they, they're carrying. With all of that, within my spirituality, within that relationship, within that breakup, all of that has come mindfulness. Mindfulness has been a huge part of my becoming, of my awakening, if you will. The more I worked through things, the more I became self-aware. When I was in this relationship and working on my spirituality, I was becoming more aware of things happening. But what I will say, I became a lot more self-aware when I was going through the breakup because at the time when I was in my relationship, I did have a lot of moments where I could be on my own and just be more aware of myself and my thoughts, and my actions, but they were very short-lived because most of the time I was in another world. I would be with friends or I'd be with my boyfriend or sometimes even on myself and I'd just be daydreaming it away. I wouldn't be fully present in my surroundings and what's happening. I wouldn't be fully present in my thoughts and my actions. And so I did a lot of acting before I thought, or I did a lot of thinking in the wrong perspective. It was simply because I wasn't completely aware of myself and who I was. I was very lost. So then when I was going through this breakup, while also going through healing just my own mental health, I started focusing on being more mindful. I think that is like the first step is to just become self-aware. I start really focusing on my thoughts and my actions to kind of understand, okay, why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? Why do I do these things to myself? I became more clear within that. And I think it was about a month in my ex-boyfriend at this time had given me a call and we just talked a little on the phone and one of the things that he said that really stuck out to me was that I sound so clear and I got off the phone and took a minute to really think about that and I was like yeah wait I am becoming a lot more clear like even the way I spoke I was so confident within my words I wasn't really stuttering and mind you I still stutter here and there because having ADHD there are times where I get overstimulated and that's when I get start to stutter but when I'm calm and relaxed I can speak very clearly now compared to what I used to be because now I'm so confident in who I am confident in what I have to say and confident in my own voice I've been able to grow into my own voice and be proud of that and that is a big part of where this idea of having a podcast came from because I started realizing 
I have a strong, confident voice that has a lot to say. Then, moving forward, I hung out with one of my friends months later, and she said, you're so self-aware. And that was something that took out to me again because I was just like, yeah, you know what? I really am. It's like the first time in my life I'm actually not sitting here daydreaming. I'm actually catching myself. Even if I make a mistake, you know, even if I still act before I think, I can catch myself and be like, okay, why did I do that? What went wrong and how can I move forward from this? Where is the lesson that I can learn out of this? One of the biggest things that I do that help me with my mindfulness and allow me to be so self-aware is each and every day I check in with myself. So each day I, at the end of the day, I walk through how the day went, how I felt physically, how I felt mentally, how I felt spiritually. I ask myself, why did I feel that way? Anytime I feel a little bit off balance, I take a moment to check in with myself and think, okay, what is making me off balance? And I go through everything and figure it out until I get it right. And then I'm like, okay, that's why I'm off balance. That's why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. That's why I'm maybe doing things wrong. Let me steer myself in a better direction. Mindfulness has really allowed me to be a better person, not just to myself, but to those around me. I still make mistakes because I'm human. I still have moments where I do act before I think, and I still have moments where I hurt myself or I hurt others because I'm human, but I have that less on top of that when I do have those mistakes. I'm able to stop them from reoccurring. And there's still stuff that maybe goes a little bit deeper, you know, some things that are still reoccurring. I know aren't a quick fix and it's just deep rooted from maybe my past in this current life or it could be rooted from my ancestors past and so I'm still working through that and that's going to take a while until it stops the repetition of me making these mistakes but it's the fact that I'm aware of it and that I'm working through it that is so important. I know this was a lot today, so I'm just going to do a little bit of a recap to just wrap this all up. The relationship that I had got into that turned toxic, it was a good thing that it turned toxic. Because at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason, and if it hadn't turned toxic... I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't be the person that I am. That relationship, when it was good, had shaped me by a lot. That person had really woken me up to a lot of things. And then when it did turn toxic, it taught me a lot of lessons. It taught me about my worth. And then when it led to the breakup, it brought me a lot of growth. It brought me a lot of understanding 
of who I am. It also allowed me to know how to love and to be loved and to know what kind of person I truly would want by my side. He was my soulmate. I will say that. I truly believe that we have more than one soulmate. There's a difference between soulmate and twin flame. We have one twin flame in our life. And if you don't know what a twin flame is, a twin flame, it is said that we are initially this one orb of light that gets divided into two that creates your twin flame. But your soulmate, I believe, can be someone that maybe you're in a relationship with. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a dog. It's someone that you are able to connect strongly with. And I believe that a soulmate can come into your life at one point and leave or can be in your life for the entire time of your life and that you can have more than one. So I have soulmates that are here for the rest of my life. I truly believe that. And then I also have temporary soulmates and he was one of my temporary soulmates. And the breakup allowed me to enjoy being single. This is the longest I've ever been single for and I'm loving it. I never realized how important it is to just be single. Like you don't need someone in order to grow. You don't need someone in order to succeed. And yes, I do plan on eventually getting into the dating scene and finding, you know, a, my person. But right now, I am cherishing being single and just loving it and just focusing on me and only me. And with all that, it allows me to just be so mindful of me, my surroundings, and just completely be aware of everything that's happening and just continue to grow. With all this, I've just learned to exist in a growth mindset. Take everything that occurs as a lesson, whether it's a bad thing or a good thing, whether it's a permanent thing or a temporary thing, it's all a lesson and every lesson is an opportunity to grow. But we have to remember is that we can learn things by listening, which is being mindful and being self-aware. But if that's all we do, it's not going to change anything. We then, again, have to apply what we learned. So if you take anything outside of this conversation today, here are some big points to take. Know that a breakup is just as important as a relationship. Know that everything happens for a reason. And take everything that happens as an opportunity to grow. Every learning lesson is an opportunity to grow. Become more aware of yourself and your surroundings. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope what you heard has brought some value into your life that you can apply to your self-growth. And I hope you enjoyed. See you back next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,
Thank you.